0: Welcome and hello to Level Select, where we find the best level in a particular game. It can either be the best representative of a game, or it can be just objectively the best level, or just the one we just like the most because of some odd reason. But this month, we're actually not going to be taking care of any particular single-player levels, because it is the multiplayer Madness in March. It has no relation to anything sports-related at all. Please don't sue me. But that said, what is on our plate this episode?
1: Colin. Hi. Um, we're talking about Arica. Carver from Battlefield Bad Company 2. Um, specifically the Rush variant. Uh, for those people who don't know what that means, that means one side is attacking and the other side is defending. The attackers have a set number of lives. Um, their goal is to blow up an objective if they succeed. The map moves to a new point and everything resets, you know, the number of lives and and uh, new objectives. And then you work your way through the map doing that usually about five times. Uh, some maps, it's only four. This one was five times.
0: Oh, yeah. And I will say Rush is pretty much the game mode and like the reason to play multiplayer on Battlefield because that's pretty much the only distinct mode. That, that's different from like every other first person shooters yeah you got your death matches you got your capture of the flags and you got your conquest you're just, let's, let's hold a position and so, and so on but this 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 is what really makes battlefield shine and I, I, i'm not that experienced with the battlefield series but i've played enough i've seen enough to where it's just like mm, that's a multiplayer game i want to get into but it's just so much to get into
1: yeah it's really the um this is what sets it apart versus other um, online multiplayer games. Like I don't know of any other multiplayer that really nails this. Um, the other part about it that that Battlefield does so much better than everybody else is the squad. Sometimes you you get to, you get your team you get your friends together and you can run around and fight as a, like a small four man unit. Sometimes you just get random guys together, and that can be a mixed bag. As all online gaming is, but when you have the squads, you have you usually have each each side has a team of probably about five squads, and so it's not just a huge map where you all these guys are fighting, all these guys doing all these kind of crazy things. Um, it, it sometimes it just boils down to you and your squad pushing one objective. Um, sometimes against another squad, so it's the same two two groups fighting back and forth. So it, it's it, it's really what sets it apart.
0: One of the, one of the fun things about squads are well, like you, you have set spawn locations. So like once you advance it in a in, in a section, but then if you're in a squad, you just like oh I I can just like spawn right next to my squad, my right next to my squad mate here, and just be like save a lot of time. And just be, like, automatically there and ready to be pushing.
1: Yeah. Unless, of course, you happen to spawn next to your buddy who's uh, on the wrong end of uh, Abram's battle tank. (laughs) And then it's, uh... (laughs) You just both get killed at the same time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds about right, you know. Because the big thing about Battlefield as well is there are vehicles that they want you to use. And... Oh
1: boy, those are fun. Especially in Bad Company 2. This one they went with a more i would say kind of it feels cartoony in 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 the it's not they have realistic physics like this is the one that introduced like explosions blue holes in uh buildings and you could slowly turn the map into just piles of rubble you know it start out of buildings but it it might end up just you know holes in the ground (laughs) at the end of it but um, when it came to vehicles it was a little bit more cartoony uh, the, the vehicle physics was a little wonky which resulted in interesting things and then the part that was gameplay related was an engineer could just run up with his little like I, I think it was supposed to be a welder or some sort of grinding device but his repair tool and he can just stand next to a tank and heal it <laughs> all the way from 1% to 100% I, know, I remember just that standing there yeah and- so when i was playing down.
0: like battlefield 3 where it's just like yeah you can just go outside the, the tank and, and just like use your like drill and then just heal the heal the tank so it's like yeah sure why not you know that's yep. a very video game th- gamey thing to do
1: yeah and they just kind of embrace it and so usually as i mentioned with squads like whoever like you always get a squad who would run a tank and one guy would be the main driver and gunner and then the other guy would be on like the little machine gun the Pintle mounted machine gun on the top. And he would be the guy who had to hop out and try and repair <laughs> and hopefully not get blasted into oblivion by all this like rockets and other tanks and helicopters shooting at your tank. Right. <laughs> so it led to some funny results.
0: Yeah. That, that definitely seems peak battlefield. But what, what once you introduce the uh, aircraft, the aircrafts in there, like the helicopters or any other like uh, flying vehicles, that, then it gets a little messy because like, it's just, like, hey, why are you taking a transport vehicle alone? <laughs> I remember that a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. No, far too often you would see, uh, not not on Archaea Harbor, because I don't think it had any Bradleys, but you would see like the Bradley fighting vehicle that's supposed to have like an entire squad of guys sitting inside of it. And you'd see a guy just jump in and take off all by himself. And it's just like, wait, come back. <laughs> we needed that. <laughs> you
0: can only hope that it's just like, worthy the on my squad. No, fuck, damn it.
1: Yeah, and then you're <laughs> then you're just hoofing it on foot.
0: Yep, at that point, it's like might as well just die. I've got a bunch of r- running yeah. to do.
1: Yeah, which is uh, kind of how it's a segue into the map, like Arica. Harbor. My the one like I would say kind of detracting point of it is when if you're on the very first part, the the Russian side's defending and they start off like right next to the objectives and they got two tanks and they they have all this other stuff to help them hold those two deb- objectives the US side because um, by the way this is set in like an alternate world where World War 3 started um, the US side has such a long walk to that objective and they get to start with a bunch of Humvees and, mm-hmm. and uh, ATVs and one tank but if you don't grab one of those or say you know you got killed trying to get to the objective very early and those things haven't respawned it is a long walk to to get back to the base. Oh
0: yeah, that that first area, like it, it very much appeared to be. It's it's meant for vehicle on vehicle slaughter at that point.
1: Yeah, it is. And what usually happened is like because the, the 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 enemy base is kind of in a squ- like a down in a square of sand dunes, and what usually happened is uh, the U.S. side would try and get up on top of the the, the hill. Above the objective area. And just rain fire into the objective area. Right. Um, and then. And, and, and then. From while one side. While one group of people is raining fire. From that top of that hill. Other people would come in. Um, usually in tanks. And try and actually arm the objectives. And uh, set them off. But it wasn't uncommon.
0: Right because the, the, the whole bit of rush. Is like okay you have two objectives. Two, two to three objectives within. Um. The, the area and all you have to do is just like go up to it and hold hold it down for a little bit just, like hold, hold on a button and, and just stay in that area so the enemy team won't, won't waltz right up and says like i'm disarming this this bomb so to speak right and if you if you arm right. both those and they both explode then you can advance to the next area and do the whole you know yep. dance again
1: yeah exactly and it uh, what i was gonna say is it's not uncommon because these two objectives were in like these two like barracks like buildings. It wasn't uncommon because like I said, this is the game way back in the day. Destructible terrain, I think, is kind of is kind of. Commonplace nowadays on, uh, in a lot of commonplace or
0: it, it's been put up to the side.
1: Yeah, it's either like not a part of the, the, the like Halo doesn't want destructible terrain, but, you know, battlefield, battlefront, all those others, they kind of like it. Um but it wasn't uncommon for the U.S. side to just basically have to level those buildings and leave it like <laughs> wide open um, and basically make it impossible for defenders to actually get to the spot, the things and uh, disarm the bombs. Um, so it, sometimes the first part of the map was just, you know, demo like kind of like a, just everybody firing rockets and, you know, the, the the underslung grenade launcher on assault rifles and the tanks are just, just trying to level the buildings so you can get in there and get stuff armed.
0: Yeah, like uh, I think this was either Bad Company 1 or 2 was the start of like, oh, no, like bat- when you think of Battlefield, you think of Rush and also destructible environments like this. Yep. Yeah, because I remember in Battlefield 4, there was like every map had some like big like cataclysm event where it's like, okay, you have players like just shooting at a dam so it can dramatically change the map. And it was was all all these like cool, like little moments where it's like, like, you should be should be going for the objective here instead of trying
1: to level this building for no reason. I think the skyscraper fell on everybody
0: yeah yeah that was it that was neat but uh for a frame of reference battlefield bad company 2 released on march 2010 there's uh several different releases around the world but that was just the general release window on your typical last generation systems like the pc and of course the ps360 here and i i I will note that uh arcia harbor um Despite its overly sandy look with, within a modern first-person shooter, it does not take place in the ambiguous Arab Badlands. Lots of that genre subsection just goes whole hog into the deserts of the Middle East, but no, no, like, Bad Company 2 takes place in Chile. It's it's, it's in the actual, like, uh, Ar- Ar- Arica, or is Ar Arcia? Ar- Arica. Arica.
1: I always said Arcea, but Arkea. knowing knowing more Spanish nowadays, it's probably, you're probably, it's a soft S, uh, C. Yeah. <laughs> Arcea, probably.
0: Arica. It takes place in what appears to be,
1: let's see here, it takes place like uh, the US and Russia are fighting over um, South America, basically, if I remember the plot of the game, there was a single player, it was not, not usually played, but I, I, I think I played a little bit of it. Ah, uh, here we go. Um, and all the all the maps are plucked from the single player.
0: Right, as one would expect it, you know, like reuse assets and then just repurpose them. But the thing I was looking for, <laughs> yeah, I was
1: about yeah. to say that same thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's the city in in northern Chile that lies you know a couple kilometers south of the Peruvian border and is the northern part of the world's driest desert, the Atacama. Atacom- Atacama. comma.
1: Yeah, Atacama. a comma.
0: So yeah, so it was, yeah, it was initially but... throwing me off. It's just like it's like all right, yeah, it's a Battlefield game set in the desert. All right, so it's it's a first-person shooter. All right, um which is this Iran? Is this uh Saudi Arabia? Like wh- wh- where is this like fictional like desert t- town or are we fighting in? It's, like, it's like oh no. Okay, I guess I could I need to read up on my world world uh, geography here and check my biases at the door there.
1: Yeah, they did a good job throwing you for a loop. Um, but despite and it led to it's, a lot of other good maps. Yeah. Sorry. No, like it, it led to a lot of other good maps because of the varied, like you're fighting all over Chile. You have jungle maps. You have river like, um, type, kind of like Vietnam style, but it's just the jungles of like, you know, um, the Amazon that you end up fighting in. So right. it, is it, it's, it's a good setting for a game.
0: Oh yeah, like, it, it seems far more geologically diverse in that manner, where you can have like multiple terrains just within like this one section of the world that you just wouldn't really think of if, if you're actually if if you're actually well versed in, in in like the, in the uh, countries.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But why, why don't you like uh, go through like each area in um in the rush mode because we are talking about like Arica Harbor. And we, we did talk talk a little bit about the, about the first area here, and that first area like it, it definitely seems like the first area like that de- definitely wants you to use it. Like, so in, in rush like the the advancing side, the the Americans have like seventy five lives practically, and every time someone dies, then they have to use use one of those one of those lives to respawn and when it when it hits zero and then it's just down to whoever's left alive last person standing and then if they die then they lose these are usually pretty long matches <laughs> am i correct
1: yeah they could i mean especially if you advance from zone to zone to zone If like if the attackers keep winning like the match gets longer and longer and another thing that draws it out is you have that the set number of lives um i remember it being like about 150 but if you played the medic class which i usually did you get a pair of defibrillators and if anybody gets shot or blown up or whatever you can run over to them and defibrillate them and they spring back up like nothing happened and can continue fighting.
0: Yeah, shocks all the bullets out of them, bring them back to life. Oh, yeah.
1: Exactly. Just magic <laughs> defibrillators. And you could also... <laughs>
0: this man lost half his face. Let me use his pedals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I said, it was a very uh, kind of cartoony version of Warfare. It's not not, not going for the realistic route, for sure. Oh,
0: yeah. You have to bring those caveats. So, there's like, this is the game that has bullet drop and tanks in it. And it tries to take itself... Serious enough, but then also you gotta like forgive it. Forgive it. Be for having these very video gamey like dumb things, like like you can mark targets, and like everyone else on your team would see it. And
1: it, it requires a little bit of uh you know not not questioning things a little too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like at, at the it. end of the day,
0: like okay, you, you want you want the appearance of realism rather than actually realism.
1: Yep. Yep um so anyway the, the first area is so the reason i picked this map is because it, it it showed it showcases everything that you get in this in bad company Two. um so you have the vehicle combat and then as the map goes on uh, the vehicles slowly fade away as you get into the actual town of the, in, the, in the harbor area and it becomes more and more of an infantry battle um which i always loved because i thought that's where like um like the vehicles and stuff were always fun and that's like the big you know draw to the battlefield series but i always felt like the infantry battles were the far more interesting things because like i said that's where you get more of the squad on squad combat going on um so this first area as i said usually it, it got to a point where people are just shelling the objectives into oblivion because at at I believe you can actually destroy them just by hitting them enough times. Right. Um, they have a health bar, and if you hit it with enough tanks and explosives and all this other stuff, they'll eventually blow up and, and fail. And because, like, this train is so open, when the defenders have so many places to hide, usually uh, the U.S. spend most of their time just shelling that base into oblivion just because it's it was simpler that way. <laughs> um, and then after that, you get into... I think this is where the the maps actually spent the most time. Because like that that first thing, like I said, that first side, either the Russians held out, you know, despite the onslaught of explosions and rockets and all sorts of other stuff. Um, But usually I felt like the U.S. was able to advance there. And then they got, then it flipped. Um, So the U.S.'s spawn point becomes the base that the Russians were spawning in. And the Russians now fall back into the town, and the town I feel like is where this bat this this map spent the most time. That m- usually it was decided in this second zone, which is the town. It area. It very much seemed like the. So now the yeah, US... the,
0: the second and third area, or are, are, the, are the ones that uh, just it, it it is the most you, you like the quickest you either die or prevail because like the first area very much seems like it's like all right yeah this is slow and plotting like it makes sense like. If you're in a battle, you gotta stroll in with tanks and and in your inner vehicles just to get to the area. But then here, this this is where like the the, the urban warfare aspects starts occurring, where, where like you're you're driving your tank down down a street and you don't know where like like two people are, are like strolling with uh, bazookas about to take out your Abrams. They're hiding these buildings, so like, might as well just destroy right. all these buildings.
1: Yep, yeah, I mean it wasn't uncommon because when that's when you get into the town now you're limited to just one tank each side you go from the two tanks and the Humvees and all these other vehicles that have machine guns and stuff on them now it's just two tanks that's it and it wasn't uncommon for like it, it, to see like a tank driver just being too afraid to actually enter the town right. because people have mines and, and all sorts of other stuff and they're just like I ah, know I'm gonna stay back here and try and flatten the entire town single-handedly. <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> it's
0: like, well these buildings um, can be destroyed but yeah, why like, won't
1: I do it <laughs> exactly so the way the town's set up is that you have the two objectives buried deep within buildings and the russian side spawns relatively near them and they just kind of can infest all of those buildings and um and it becomes like a house by house battle as the u.s they come down a hill that's the one advantage they do get is they spawn up on top of a hill so they unfortunately i don't know if you like snipers and multiplayer if you don't they can kind of it's kind of like you know it can be the bane of your existence I'm or it can be universally
0: awful at them especially when they include bullet drop
1: yeah yeah they yeah they, they did do that here so i i, I never <laughs> mastered it but um it, it, it was always frustrating though like if you're on the u.s side and you you know you take over that new base and people start switching classes and you saw like half your team just switch to sniper and you was just like, Oh, we're not getting anywhere this time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, we, trying we need-
0: to look for the Russians. And it's just like, it's like, what, like no one's advancing. What are we doing
1: here? Exactly. It's like, someone has to go into those buildings and flush them out for the snipers <laughs> to actually be able to do anything guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise they'll just hide in there forever. Um. But <laughs> so yeah, it, it always boiled down to like, you know, house by house battle, um, you know, you had to use your melee weapons a lot of the times or shotguns and other other types of perks that people had. And um, and back to the destructible thing, one of the, the 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 objectives you actually had to it was down like in a basement and it was sealed off and you actually have to blow open the walls to get to it. Um, so some classes couldn't actually get in there because <laughs> You have to get the doors blown <laughs> off first. So
0: yeah, it, it, it's th- a 20, 20 person versus twenty person match going on here. You're going to need teammates. You can't just like lone wolf the entire thing.
1: Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so this was always where I, I'd say that the map had the most fun, and it it, it would it would usually come. I, I don't know. Most of the, the most of the matches I was in, it it came down to like the last few lives um, to decide it in this zone. And then if the U.S. was successful, you unlocked the bridge, which was now it's like now there's no tanks and now it's just infantry on infantry. And again, the U.S. has like a kind of advantage because they're still on the high ground. Things haven't leveled out yet, but usually because the first round was so devastating, the previous you know fight over the town was so devastating their high ground is like kind of devoid of cover because <laughs> everything's been flattened yeah. and blown to bits <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's something
0: you have to you have to think about so it's like should we should we level the buildings for short-term gain or just try to use them later on when we try to take care of, try, try to take over the bridge which looking at it this looks like, yep, it's game over. We can't do anything to advance on this.
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly true. Um, and so the the Russian side is is basically on this bridge, and the objectives are on like on train overturned train cars and a bus, um, which aren't destructible. So unlike the other things, it, it's a little like it's a little easier to get in there and actually arm the objectives because you you will have cover while you're doing so. Um, and the Russian side is mostly, they're made, both, made, both, most of them are probably underneath the bridge, popping up and surprising you with all sorts of, you know, tricks and traps. And like if you're on the <laughs> Russian side, you're you're trying to you know pop up, hose some people down, and then duck back under cover um, because. Again, the American side probably has a lot of snipers shooting at you from the high ground.
0: Right, just throwing grenade after grenade on the bridge, see if anyone come by.
1: Uh, you joke, but that 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 was a that was a common strategy for the assault class because they had they <laughs> they got an underslung grenade launcher, and they also had a a box they could put at their feet, which would give them under ammo, You know, just yeah, keep refilling their ammo. ammo. So wasn't yeah? It wasn't uncommon to just stand there and just fire, 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 fire. You know, kind of suppressive fire, like World War One artillery type. <laughs> <So> just <laughs> being a mobile person doing that.
0: Oh yeah, like you you play enough video games and see as it's, like, it's like you know what this is a dumb strategy, but I know it's gonna work. So let's just, let's just keep continue like lobbing all this stuff and just see what what sticks.
1: Exactly, that is one hundred percent what happened. So. Again, this I felt like this area, this in the town, this is where most of the matches were done. You know, this is where a lot of the fighting. It always came down to like the last few lives. Lots of, you know, gunfire back and forth the entire time. Um, I I will point out that this is, uh, I think, this is the spot where, well, all throughout the map, there's littered like set machine gun turrets that you could get on, but I think this was the first point where. Uh, the turrets were actually rocket launchers, <laughs> so you guide, like guided, <laughs> guided missile. Like you steered the missile around. Oh dear! Um, so that that could always get pretty entertaining. After the bridge, I felt like the the, the matches kind of felt. If you were on the Russian side and, you, and they got the bridge, it felt kind of like it's over. You know. It, you can just. Steam I, I don't roll know why that, it always yeah. came down that way. I mean, there's times where that's not the case. There's times where like emphatically was not the case um but it always felt like there you you've run out of options and there's not there's not a lot you can do to slow the other team down
0: yeah because it th- doesn't you don't replenish all of your uh lives so if you're the advancing team and you advance to the next area it doesn't automatically go back to like 75 or 150 it like, it gives you a certain amount and like whatever you had in the previous area it just adds it to that that, that amount so I'd say like it adds yeah. like 25 if you advance.
1: Yep, it does. It, it, but it still it still felt like, I don't know. It, it still felt like the, the, the momentum was there. Because um, if I'm right, and I might have been wrong before, but um, the American army has a tank and the Russians do not at this point. And so while you have many classes that can, you know, attack and kill tanks, it's still a pretty big boon for the Americans. And and there wasn't a lot of cover. You're now in the Harbor area and it's mostly like warehouses and some damaged uh, buildings and whatnot. And you're more out in the open and that tank can really rip into people. Nice. Um, and he, and he also has finally has time to maneuver. Cause I think there's, if I remember correctly, there's a whole like road and open desert area that he can, drive around and make it a little bit easier to to dodge anti tank stuff.
0: Much easier to breathe and, and, and all that, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's not he's not like worried you're gonna pop up behind him, you know, out of a <laughs> building and just light him up with a c4s <laughs> of
0: yeah yeah
1: yep exactly yeah
0: yeah like when you're in the tank you can it. so it's like yeah i could probably either like shoot them very easily or just like yeah i'm just gonna go for the kill you're just gonna go run them over yeah
1: <laughs> yep you could definitely do that um kudos if you can actually pull it off people move pretty quick in my experience <laughs> so
0: after the harbor is after, the last
1: stand yeah and this is a, this is the true of all the rush maps um where, like, one the defending team gets backed into like this corner, and usually it's a pretty good defensive position. Um, and it's really just like maybe you can bleed away those last few lives. Um, and here, the, this is where it finally flips, and the Russians get the high ground. The objectives are up in this high building. It's like a like a half finished construction zone building. So there's some walls and then there's some open spaces. But the point is they now have the high ground and they can kinda of rain if they can get up there, they can kinda of rain fire down into the rest of the harbor. Really slow the Americans down. Um you're once again that the even though the Americans have a tank, now you're back in fighting in close quarters combat, so the tank isn't as useful. Um and People, you can't blow uh, everything up
0: with are rocket launchers or tanks because, like, there's areas where it's like, no, you can't do that here.
1: Yep, exactly. And so, it it, it really felt like you know, even after, like, if, you, if you're on the Russian side and you know, you're defending that last time, you've probably got your teeth kicked in a little bit, but this last stand really gave you a chance to maybe scrape out a victory. Um, it. In my experience, it wasn't all that common, just because, you know, usually you had that you know, momentum,
0: like you said, yeah,
1: yeah. Usually, the Americans get this like kind of, it kind of feels steamrollery, but you know, it, it, not all the time. Sometimes people really, really held the line there. Um, but the point was, this was I felt like this was really well designed to actually give you that last chance. Um, you you had, like I said, the whole entire match the. Americans had the high ground, and now suddenly you have the high ground. Everything else is kind of like a level playing field, and uh, you know they can, the Russians can really, really hold out there. Oh, yeah, I, I can totally see that. As you said, uh, back to the the terrain changes is like it, it, the the fun part about this match is like you start out like basically just out in the desert and a bunch of sand dunes, and by the end of it, you're deep in a harbor facility you know with containers and a boat sitting there next to the um next to the, the the quay you know um which was always like out of bounds but if you moved fast enough the out of bounds penalty wouldn't kill you immediately so people could like <laughs> climb up the boat and use it to try and like flank people if they if they moved fast enough nice I think you had like a 10 second window you had to like run 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 and You can maybe get around, you know, a a furious um, defense, you know, holding some of those container, um, uh, like the container yard in there. Like, you know, the Russians could really burrow in there and hold that for a while.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. Do you have any, were there any like uh, distinct strategies you saw on this map Obviously, we meant we, 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 like I offhandly mentioned, the uh, the bridge strat for the Russians Just like, just toss a bunch of explosions underneath that bridge. Just do that. But were there any other ones that, that you saw like crop up?
1: Um, one of the favorite ones uh, my friends and I would run in the very first area is um, so the, 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 the Americans have this long approach that they have to run in on. And if you were the uh, if you are the, the the Russians, you could the the long approach kind of like opened up into the square that was the base you're defending, and off to your right you could park a tank there, and they would have to come around that corner blind basically every time, <laughs> and so uh, it wasn't uncommon to have maybe both of the Russian tanks sitting there, and just anyone comes around the corner just bam hits them, and you would see sometimes successful defense i felt like that was the the key to the the russian defense was to to hold that position with those two tanks cuz they could fire up on the dune to try and you know minimize the amount of fire coming down from the dune and then if anybody tried to actually charge directly into the base you know they 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 you would have that line of sight advantage yeah you just Just have like two engineers
0: just just like repairing in the basement from behind you as everyone's trying to like take you down yep (laughs) it
1: really always came down to that and unfortunately my my friend was always better at shooting with a tank so i was usually the engineer hanging out out, out, outside the tank (laughs) dodging bullets and rockets and tank shells trying to keep him alive which really yeah, sounds you're
0: just outside the tank. So it's like, well, here's to the next like five minutes of just like holding down a button.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and, and so dodging. Check I got my
0: phone it... for a minute, you know,
1: <laughs> required a little bit more, more finesse than that. I would say there's <laughs> a, a pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty... helping. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty, uh, uh, stressful at times job when you know when they really because as soon as they figure out those tanks are there you just become a giant target
0: (laughs) yeah when they they just stop going like okay fuck the objective we're going for this stupid tank right
1: now yep yep after after you kill somebody (laughs) three times in a row they they tend to start get tunnel vision on you
0: (laughs) no matter if it's just like we only have like 10 seconds left left, but like i i need to sustain my pride here we need to take that tank out
1: yeah, exactly. So that was that was a common strategy. Um, like I said, in the town, it really just came down to squads like going in and taking over a building. And like you mentioned earlier, you could spawn on your squad. Um, so it was really, it really became like for both sides, it became a matter of like, all right, we're gonna hold this one fire point. You know and like our that's all our squad's gonna do is just keep fighting and like and you ended up fighting over the same building over and over and over again as people spawned in or somebody else is running around with magic defibrillator paddles and bringing people <laughs> back to life and it, it, that's where i felt like they always got the most fun because it was like it got the most hectic and the most crazy and um you know you, you got you saw things that you didn't normally see <laughs> you know somebody <laughs> using an rpg to take out some infantry <laughs> that type of thing
0: <laughs> yeah that was that was uh i'll admit like one of my favorite things when it's like i got the high ground and there's some destructible buildings down there yeah i'm just gonna keep on replenishing my ammo here and just fire
1: away yeah there was a lot of that too <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's a, there's another map that literally just became that's all it was. <laughs> I think it was Valaprizo <laughs> What was that map? I think it's called okay. Valaprizo and it was literally there was a higher tier of maps
0: or lower tier? In your opinion,
1: um, I would, I'd say Valaprizo was lower tier because, like like I said, it on rush it, for the defenders in one sp- specific spot. It literally just became I'm gonna sit behind this hill. And I'm gonna fire blindly over the hill um, with grenades <laughs> and other stuff. And like I said, it just became like a World War One um, battle, basically. one fair. side is just launching <laughs> ordnance over into the open ground, and the other side is blindly, like blindly running across it, trying to get across it and jump over the hill and shoot everybody who's <laughs> chucking grenades Jeez. over the hill. Um, so it, it I, I wouldn't say very that one. balanced. I wouldn't recommend yes. that one. <laughs> Unless, of course, you want to reenact World War One, and then maybe you should probably be playing a different <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> right, right. right. It, it, just, it just seemed like the, the general meta was, okay, there's only one strategy that works, and this is what we're doing forever.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Anything else you want to say about... Arica. Harbor?
1: I, I'd i say, like I said, uh, I just found out uh, in preparations for this podcast that uh, there are still servers, there are people still playing this map on those servers, um, which you can't say much, uh, can't say, you know, very often about a a lot of multiplayer games. (laughs) Right.
0: It's a 2010 game. So it's got like nine years, almost nine years to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most, uh, but then
0: again, people are still playing Halo three online and Stark, like freaking Diablo two and, and so on
1: that's true but I, I feel like that's that that, that shows the the, the the how well this map was designed and how much fun it was to play um that nine years after it and after i don't know how many battle other battlefields have come out uh people are still out there having fun on the same map
0: <laughs> yeah and, and this was like the, the last good battlefield game that had a last battlefield game that that had a pretty good single player to go along with it
1: um yeah this was the last of the i, I think dice gave up on single player after this one um this one they created character and all this voice acting and story and all this other stuff and after this they continued to focus more and more on the multiplayer and less and less on the the single player though um with the latest battlefront it looks like maybe they they've gone back the other direction
0: oh yeah with, with uh battlefield i don't know battlefront that uh, star wars battlefront 2 with, with its own like you know, little short campaign some production values behind it but it, it did very, very much seem like it was, it was like battlefield bad company 2 was the last one a lot of people said yeah that was a good campaign i i i, I enjoyed playing it
1: yeah, yeah I, I certainly did and um like i said if you it, it kind of would help you they reused a lot of the assets so you would you would, you'd get to see a lot of your multiplayer maps and if you hadn't played the multiplayer yet it was a good like oh hey get used to seeing this it was a good, it was, it was a
0: good primer <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like oh, hey I, I i i did a thing in this level and on this map yeah cool
1: yeah it was, and it was a lot of fun I gotcha
0: Well, is there anything else you want to mention about this map? And is there a runner up, would you say, to this map real quickly?
1: Yeah, so my runner up for this map would be the uh, Atacama Desert map on Conquest. And Conquest is the more generic, like there's, you know, four spots, and it's basically King of the Hill in those local spots. And um, every hill you control causes a counter to tick up for your team, and whoever gets to uh a hundred points first wins. And um the reason I picked that one is because it's like iconic because it's uh it's like the the the, the ocean, I don't know, uh, suddenly dropped and uh left a ship sitting there in the desert and it's rusted out and it's decayed and it's basically just a skeleton of a ship and it's the center of the map and both sides fight over it. And um, it has a good mix of infantry combat within each little king. The hill area is mostly infantry combat. And meanwhile, like outside of those islands of, of, of either a ship or a town, um, you have just open desert. So you have vehicle combat probably at its finest. Um, but I feel that rush is more of a battlefield Specific thing, and it's more of like this is what this game is, and Conquest right. feels more like a generic multiplayer um, type thing. So that's why I said Arcia Harbor over Atacama Desert, but uh, both maps are great. But you know, I have to give it to 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 Rush because that really that's where everything that makes Battlefield Battlefield synergizes together
0: makes it distinct, and then, and, and like, looking at, at at a comma desert, it, it seems like it's like, you know, this is a pretty decent asymmetrical, like, an asymmetrical map
1: here. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of.
0: <laughs> I mean, granted, it, it does, like, hey, there's a base on one side, and there's a base on the other, and they're each f- fighting over a portion of a, um, of this ship that's just, like, left in the middle of the map.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of... I'd say most of the fighting on Atacama Desert happened. Um, most of the infantry fighting happened over that ship. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: it, it definitely it, it seems to be like where it was just like dead center is where the, the, the hottest points are. And every, like it, it just looks like a, I guess I'd say like a cylinder shape to it because like, you know, it's like, like okay, on the outer bounds of the, of the map, Okay, that's where the vehicles roam and they start doing pot shots on the middle of the map here
1: yeah um like I said that out on the like when you look at the map you got the ship in the center and then you got like a town on either side of it um and those two towns are are is where the infantry combat happens and outside of those towns is just like ro- tanks just roaming around firing at each other and <laughs> And then you have Don't helicopters outside, swooping yes. <laughs> overhead as well, hunting people down. Um, so it, it it it's it's a different it's it's a, another thing that Battlefield is very famous for. But it's um, the the vehicle combat thing. But I feel like it, it it's fun, but it's not unique to um, or anything special. Unlike Rush, I feel like Rush is the the thing that makes everything special.
0: I gotcha. Is there anything else you want to say about Battlefield Bad Company 2?
1: Um, I, I, You know, as surprising as this, I kind of want to go back and jump into some of those servers that are open and play it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys can jump in Well, me you there. talk
0: so lovingly about <laughs> this game you love, this map you love, and it's just like, man, I'm feeling nostalgic for it. I want to hop back in. Like, it, it happens a lot.
1: But like, yeah. you're not alone with that. No, and, I, and apparently there's a, a whole a community keeping it alive, so... Oh. <laughs> it's on
0: Origin, right? You know, no, it's on there. Steam.
1: I, I actually don't know if it's on Origin. Oh, really? okay, yeah. All right. I'm, I, I got it back on Steam before Origin was a thing.
0: <laughs> that's right. It's a 2010 game. You keep forgetting it. I, I just think like it's like, oh yeah, like every EA games on Steam or, or like on, on their their Vault access.
1: But um, I definitely. Uh, i think i'll be diving in a little bit just for nostalgia sake i mean i already got over 200 hours so i could probably put in another hundred <laughs> <laughs> only 200 that's nothing yeah uh there's there's some <laughs> other games i have that well, are well over 500 but <laughs> we could talk about them another time <laughs> yeah it seems to happen a lot, with
0: a lot of lot multiplayer
1: games yeah it sneaks up on you
0: oh yeah like I, i'm i'm well over like Three hundred hours on Rainbow Six Siege, and I, I I finally hit the the one year mark on that game. Oh wow! So that's, that's got to be like close to a thousand in the next like four years, probably. Wow!
1: I haven't played that one. Yeah, yet. yeah.
0: To... I'm I'm not proud of that, but uh, <laughs> here, here I am.
1: <laughs> like I said, it sneaks up on you.
0: Well, speaking of being proud of something, do you have anything to plug, Colin, besides Battlefield Bank Company Two on the PC?
1: Um, you can. Check me out on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, I don't tweet very often, um, but that's pretty much all I do. I would show up on random podcasts with uh, other people who are of uh, of the laser time community. I don't part know how to really phrase that. <laughs> like we're all a part of it. We all got together and know each other because of this we, we have podcast. a mutual fandom. Yes, there you yes. go, mutual fandom. That's the that's how we know. That's how I know everybody. If you,
0: that's pretty much how I'm have every guest here but anyway (laughs) is there anything else you want to plug besides your twitter your twitter again is what again
1: it's a raccoon hail it's an anagram for my name. raccoon
0: hail hail like the actual hail yep as in the weather from now on all right and that should do it for level select you can follow the podcast at level selects cast and you can check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash PEMB. You can find a whole plethora of other things I'm probably forgetting right now. We just recorded our actual play podcast the other day, and it is a meaty one. Lots of people talking on the mic for that one. But besides that, you can check out the show next episode for Farming Simulator 2011.
1: это команда 33. Второе. Второе. Отделковые предвернения выхода перон категорически запрещён. Команда готовилась.